Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Clean Slate Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Garza. Carson couldn't be in today, so it is just going to be me what? for this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is my right other here. host, Carson. Actually, I'm other Carson. Yeah, we hired another host, Carson. Regular Carson wasn't fitting it, so we hired other Carson. Well, technically, uh, you're take other over. Daniel. That is true. You I have am, no eyes. I we have both buttons. have no eyes. You know, we I caught buttons. that reference midway doing the joke <laughs> okay <laughs> guys took you a minute, took you a minute. <laughs> we are in the back end of our Ew. halloween marathon horror fest we're we're in the back we're in the back we're going through the back door uh <laughs> we um <laughs> we're having a lot of fun we hope you guys have been keeping up with the episodes and if you haven't go back and listen to them we got a lot more um scary ones coming up in these final films as we're getting closer to the day of Halloween. This is one of our last kids films. Yeah, we have, I think, one more. And then the rest are just horror, torture, pain, extravagant. Yeah, it's. I'm not excited for these last ones. <laughs> it, we're going to get bloody before this. Dude, I'm already having nightmares. I'm, like I started my first nightmare. No, you're not. No, I, I kid you not. I've been uh, spooked easily. Lately, oh yeah, me like, too. When because I've been walking around at night, that's just what I do. But that's weird. You're gonna get murdered. Now I'm looking at the dark corner, and I'm like, oh, this is it for me. <laughs> I think it's fitting though. Like I'd be, I'd be good for our brand. What that we get murdered? If I got murdered, to be good for the brand, oh. you'd have to keep on without me. You couldn't be replace sad. me. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't even know how. You just have my urn on FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Ash Carson? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So we watched. Uh, we watched a pretty fun movie. This is the first watch for Daniel, I believe. Mm-hmm. I've seen part of it before, but it was always kind of like. Bah. Did it weird you out? No, I thought it was great. When you like, no, I mean like before you watched it, was it always something oh, you're yeah. like, oh, this is gonna be a weird. Yeah, I didn't like stop oh. stop motion too much growing up the only yeah. one that i ever a big really fan watched of it. was james the giant peach oh same director really yeah so this is Coraline, guys and the director is henry selick mm. no relation to tom selick that we know of if you if you do know let us know tom if you're listening speak up i heard he karate chops people like just that's another story we'll get into it <laughs> some other time but but um yeah so we watched Coraline. Based on the story by Neil Gaiman, big fan of Neil's. Neil, if you're listening, please autograph something of mine. I don't even care. If His you chest. It. My chest. Yeah, I want you to shave Neil into my <laughs> chest hair. Yeah, he did like Sandman and uh, Marvel 1602. That's a cool, cool superhero. Okay, comic. so if Neil Actually, Gaiman. Ta- or if like Neil Gaiman autographed your arm, would you tattoo his autograph into your arm? It feels weird. Are you that big of a stand? Feels a little weird. You're I not. mean, I'm a big fan, and like, he actually wrote one of my favorite books, Ocean at the End of the Lane. It's a really good book. Like, it meant a lot to me. Oh, okay. He's one of my favorite writers, and this story is really good. I think because of his write and because of the direction of Mr. Henry. Right. We also did Nightmare Before Christmas. We should probably say that that's the biggest thing Henry's directed. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's read the logline for Coraline. An adventurous 11-year-old girl finds another world that is a strangely idealized version of her frustrating home, but it has sinister secrets. One thing, I know you like her, but I'm not a huge Dakota Fanning fan. I'm more of an 
Elle Fanning guy. Oh, myself. that's what you are. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm sorry. She was like my first crush. Yeah, big crush. I remember you had a huge crush on her. Yeah, I had an Elle Fanning crush. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah. I was like, really? Why her? And it You know what's then. funny, though? She's still a pretty solid actress, in my opinion. Elle Fanning? Yeah, I think so. Dakota Fanning, she's good, too, but not, I don't know. I think Elle kind of has good. more of like a face for like acting. A good weirdness. No, I don't know about they that. They have the but same like, face. They definitely don't. No, you're right. You're right. But yeah, so she plays the main mm-hmm. uh, Coraline. Dakota does. Yeah. War of the She's World done a little. They've both though. done some voice acting and animation. If you're a Studio Ghibli fan, you've probably heard their voices in some of those films. So with that being said, with Dakota Fanning. Yes. I really love this movie. I think okay. it took a, like, this is probably one of my favorite movies that I've had to watch or that I've gotten to watch during this whole marathon. Really? Yeah, because. Oh, I'm so excited. You just warmed my heart. <laughs> because I like the whole theme of it, which is be careful what you wish for, right? I think yeah. all of us as kids kind of had this, like, you know, if the grass could be greener type of a deal, like mindset. Like sometimes. wish fulfillment. Yeah, I mean, I definitely had that growing up. I think we all, I think everyone has that, even as adults, to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah, I literally have written down, like, the world within is wish fulfillment and um, the world out, like, the regular world is a world of deprivation. Mm, interesting. You're very yeah. analytical nowadays. I don't know what happened with these last couple of movies. Something <laughs> happened. Because... I was just making fart jokes before this. Right. Well, sure. But anyway, I, I <laughs> well, really... Okay, but... Oh, go ahead. To that point, and I, I think this will help you too because we're both kind of on the same wavelength, you might say. Remember the, the ice cream photo where it shows like the kid with the ice cream that's like fallen over? Yeah. And then it shows him with the ice cream and the ice cream's like not fallen over? Okay. That's literally explaining the two worlds. Yeah. Like the differences and stuff. It's kind of interesting. They thought it through. Yeah, <laughs> they, for they sure. Just making stuff up. <laughs> um, but I think, one, the pacing of this movie is really good. I thought the characters that they yeah. introduced were great. You liked Bes- all the characters? Yeah, I did. Um, besides Dakota Fanning, I loved all the voice actors. But then the stuff, like, the it's claymation, right? It's claymation. There's a little bit of CG mixed in. Okay, so the claymation was so, like, satisfying Good. to watch. Yeah, oh. it, it really was. It's a really, that's an art, man. Like, being yeah. able to craft these characters. And they, they, ha- these, they all have, like, unique traits to them and... Mm-hmm. They did. Su- they do such a good job on these movies, and it, it's like a love letter to film. Yeah. Really. So all in all, I love the story through because the story is just so simple. It's th- that um, Coraline just wants attention, and not in a bad way. Yeah, I mean, her family's not really there for her. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, I was trying to say. It's like not like a be. bad. Like she wants. She's so desperate for attention, but it's really like no. She feels neglected. That's probably a better way of saying it. Her parents kind of suck. They're not like evil but yeah they're just like busy with their work that they're very you know delving deep into so she finds this new world where everything is better for her and she loves this new world and then the story gets even simpler to where it's like the the same thing like the grass is always greener so she goes into that new world but they expect her to sew her eyes with uh buttons that's the thing 
So they wanted to sew her eyes with the buttons. And on this last rewatch, I was just thinking about it. It's kind of like once she gets rid of her eyes, she could probably no longer see what's wrong with this inner world. Mm. Like what's the problem with it. And I was just kind of thinking too. So like as long as she keeps her eyes, she can see that she would actually be a prisoner in this world. Yep. It's not like free will anymore. It becomes a better world in some ways, but it's still a prison. But like she kind of. Yeah, she almost had this like eyes wide, like, wow, everything is always, you know, it's it's yeah. great here. But then she starts to really see the differences in it. And the it's... grass is not that green. <laughs> exactly. So um, I love the concept. I love the acclamation of it all. Um, the story is so simple, but yet it's really detailed and in depth. And the, yeah. like even with the, what you said, it's thought out. As other mom Batty. is going through the scenes... Her neck starts to get longer. She starts to become mm, more evil in her creepy. face. Yeah, it's just like every time you see her, she starts, to, she changes just a little bit. And it almost kind of goes with the theme of like, you start to see just a little bit more, just a little bit more, just a little bit more to like once you've, I mean, honestly, this can go into like anything like the addiction, like addiction of going into yeah. like you, you see something, it's show. easy. And then, yeah later on the more and more you go into it you start to see worse things of yourself and um it's making you do things that make you blind uh so i mean it's Mm. very interesting there's a lot of good themes in here there's a lot of good speculations that you can do but i really really enjoyed this movie so i'm happy you put this on the list no i think this is one of those films like if you're a literature student or a film student and you're into like film theory and all that kind of like philosophy this you could write a mean paper on this. Movie. Oh yeah, big time. Because it's just so well crafted, and there's so many ways you could take it. Because I've never even seen this idea before, but I was looking on Letterbox at some reviews. Okay. And someone was like, "Oh, I was thinking of this movie as like about like divorce families and how mm. these new a new mom could be introduced to you and all this stuff." And I was like, "I don't think that's it," but right, I've never thought about that before. So I thought that was kind of interesting, and there's a lot you could do with this film and you know it's crazy is one this is a fun fact for you okay when neil gaiman was writing this he met the director he wasn't even done writing it and he's like hey i think i can make this into a movie but it would only be like 45 minutes long mm-hmm. so he was like expanding on it before the book was even released so the there really is that close connection there that i think benefited the movie it had such a satisfying end to it also of like you it ties together really well right and you know how in the a couple episodes ago i said i don't like movies that like kind of pick up again after there's already been kind of a conclusion i think (laughs) yeah you did say that i think this one does it well though (laughs) it does it in a way that feels right it doesn't feel cheap yeah because there's like you you close the door but did you bury the key Ooh, that sounds poetic i don't know why i'm stuck on addiction but like it can be like a sort yeah. of like you can think of it that way of like, okay, I've closed the door to whatever. No, I agree. But I haven't buried the key. I still have the opportunity to pick it back up again if I really wanted to. What you have to do is close the door and bury the key so that all of that is gone and you focus on the now. So that was if like- If we were Pastor Grant, <laughs> <laughs> this would be our sermon. It really would. This would be our blockbuster Wednesday movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out Pastor Grant. Pastor Grant. Um, so uh, dude, honestly, like 8.5 out of 10, maybe even a nine on this movie. I really enjoyed it. I give this bad boy four and a half out of five. (laughs) Okay. Well that, that does it for, uh, 
Coraline. I mean, it's a great it's a great movie. Yeah. Had fun watching it. There's Go watch a it. Good soundtrack, good story, and um, some good lessons in there. So yeah, go check that out for this Halloween season. Carson, you want to close this out? Ooh, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We are getting close to the end of the Halloween season, and we're having a lot of fun. We're definitely going to do this again next year, maybe, uh, (laughs) if we're still alive. Yeah, if we're still alive. Why do you keep saying that if we're still alive? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's happening, man. You never know. No, we appreciate everything you guys have been doing for us listening to the show sharing it with friends and if you haven't and you have shoes on or you know what if you're going to the bathroom right now yep. while listening to this mm-hmm. leave a five-star review if yep. you're in the bathroom only if you're in the bathroom though yeah if you if you're not in the bathroom don't don't, don't leave a review it yeah Wait. don't don't leave stars no stars yeah but seriously share it to some friends Send it to them in a text message. Even if you haven't talked to them in like two years, <laughs> I say send it to them. It can't make your friendship worse. Yep, that's true. I wouldn't imagine. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's it, guys. And we'll catch you tomorrow for another one of these spooky, spooky movies. Thanks. That's a clean sleep.